With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everybody, to Group Therapy here on Padres Hot Tub. It's Craig Elston. It's Chris Reed, our producer, Rafi Cantor. And we've got a special guest on tonight's show. Uh, Chris, I'm excited to welcome up to the stage our friend, Mad Fryer Ben. Uh, who I met all the way back in, I think we were figuring out if it was 2011 or 12 at a Lake Elsinore uh, game and has been a part of our Discord and was at our Christmas party and is, of course, a a key contributing writer uh, to madfriars.com. Madfriar, Ben, welcome to the show. How's it going, Craig? How's it going, Chris? Hey there, Ben. Going great, dude. Better now. (laughs) That's awesome. Have you tried the lasagna? It's my favorite. <laughs> Still hot out there? <laughs> Dude, that's about the funniest bit, man. All right. <laughs> you've you've got to hear it, Chris. Apparently, uh, just, for, just in 30 seconds. Uh, what, what was it? It was some buffet place, right, Ben? Yeah, it was some... I think it was like a hometown buffet type of place um, from, I think, an 80s training vi- video about how to be a carver. And, yeah. uh, and one of those type of restaurants. And it's all about how to make interactions with, with the customers. And it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. And I think Woods lost his mind. Have you tried the lasagna? It's my favorite. <laughs> is it something it's they found or is it something one of them is in, yeah. like an industrial commercial? No, it's something literally they found. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Like, like on YouTube somewhere, I, I assume. But it's it's hilarious because it's an actual, like, here's examples of small talk you could make with the customers <laughs> during the time that you're carving them your meat. <laughs> uh, Anyways, yeah. we digress, we digress. But but I, I appreciate that you got that, Then, uh, So we got a great audience here, too. And for everybody who's listening on the free feed, we're recording this on Thursday evening live on our Discord, which is exclusive to all of our patrons uh, of Padres Hot Tub, who join us by going to patreon.com slash Padres Hot Tub, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Padres Hot Tub. Signing up, five bucks, gets you access to the Discord and a chance to not only listen in to the show live, be here on the amphitheater, but also we'll be inviting folks to offer their questions, comments, uh, and to come up on the stage with Ben and Chris and myself over the course of the show. So uh, with that in mind, uh, Ben, we were all set to come on and kind of have another pre-planned, silly season, nothing's going on, uh, let's preview the minor leagues and, and talk about what we're going to see at minor league camp. And then uh, Padres go out and extend you Darvish today. Uh, so let's start there. <laughs> uh, for, the, for the purpose of everything, let's start there. Ben, what were your thoughts on, on six years, $108 million, taking you into his age 41-42 season, uh, but lowering his average annual value uh, going forward? I mean, I think it's it's a great deal for the Padres, especially when you saw that it was front loaded. So the last few years, he's I think he's only making some like twelve, thirteen million a year. Um, but 
everyone knows that your velocity tends to dip as you get into your late 30s, early 40s. But for you, he throws, what, 10, 12 different pitches? <laughs> so if there's anyone who I'm not worried if he's starting to throw 90, 91, it's going to be you who just breaks out a 68-mile-an-hour like curveball and like it's nothing. So I, I think if anyone's posed to go you know, long into their career and still be effective, it's going to be you. I... I agree. I've had a long and effective career, and <laughs> I can't make that joke every time it happens. I can't help but make that joke. I'm so bad. Um, well, Chris, what what did you think, man? I, the, uh, it, it was funny. I just want to say for everybody, uh, we uh, Rafi and I recorded a Have a Drink podcast today, which is another exclusive podcast uh, that only goes to our patrons, uh, and. It, we couldn't use it. The audio was glitchy, unfortunately. Oh, no. Operator area on my part. Um, and the best part was like two-thirds, three-fourths of the way through, the Darvish contract broke. And Rafi was just like, hey, uh, breaking news. <laughs> and it completely derailed what we were talking about. And we just started talking about you, Darvish. Um, so we're going to redo it. You know, hey, call Rafi's all Hollywood. Yeah. You know, it's all about that second take, editing bay. Yeah, he was never right? going to use the I mean, first take. He was never going to use the first take. No chance. Exactly. First pancake, toss it in the bin. <laughs> now we're going to get back with a, with a great have a drink. So, so that is coming up. And I know you've got an incredible have a drink uh, lined up as well. So that show, which is free to our patrons, uh, is coming back. With, <laughs> with that said, uh, Chris... When it dropped for you, about you, what did you Well, think? I was in the Discord just plugging around, uh, having uh, wars, flame wars over, over Sean Manaya's good name. And uh, I had watched the first two games of our last season last night, just checking it out. And they happened to be you, Darvish, pitching six innings of no-hit ball before the game went away from the Padres and then Sean Manaya pitching seven innings of no hit ball before they won. And, uh, they extended the right one of those two. <laughs> you can say without a doubt. Um, you know, we had just talked about it on one of our episodes. It made a lot of sense for the Padres with nobody else on the rotation besides Musgrove going forward. Um, he's one of our favorites. So I, I, it was thrilling, man. Uh, you and Rafi are certainly going to have to record another Have a Drink. Uh, just do it, you know, the hour that Manny Machado announces his extension, will you? Yeah. Hey, I mean, it, it could happen. And uh, I'll, I'll throw, you know, my log onto the fire as well. The idea of committing to a pitcher's age 40, 40, and 41, 42 seasons is seeming lunacy, right? Like there's there's a handful for of for so many pitchers, yeah. It's made yeah, sense by and large. You know, a handful of guys where it's worked out. And even when you think about late career guys like I'll just give an example, David Wells, right, who the Padres hooked on too late and got some late value on. When it crashed, it crashed hard, right? You Darvish seems to be of a different mold. He's also pitched forever. I mean, he pitched in Japan before he came over here. Um, so, you know, he's already had an injury phase in his career. Two years ago, we were worried about how injury prone he was. The fact that it's front loaded makes a lot of sense. And you kind of almost feel like there's a good faith thing 
going in of at the end, you're not going to screw us over. Like if you're completely done, you know, you'll just hang them up. Um, but this new major league baseball, uh, competitive balance tax avoiding strategy of stretching contracts. And I remember when the NHL got into this habit uh, a, a long time ago, a, a decade or decade and a half ago. It's it's dangerous, right? There, there's a, a, a downside risk. There's a long tail to the downside risk that the Padres are, are accepting right now. And you assume we're going to do it again with Manny, uh, where you're going to have players that may be completely cooked for all you know. Uh, that you're committing lots of money to uh, down the road. Now, you could say, hey, we just had Myers and Hosmer. <laughs> What's the difference, right? Well, it'll be a significantly a larger amount of money. Um, nonetheless, I think from the short-term nature of what this franchise is doing, which is going for it, the ability to stretch Darvish reduces AAV, and lock up that human for the rest of his career. Uh, it's pretty damn exciting. You know, you, you talk about the window. You know, that's a solid wood block in the windowsill to prop the window. You already had the hitters. Now you've at least got Musgrove and Darvish at the top of the rotation for the next five years. That's pretty good. I agree. And I think. One of the big things when we talk about the his contract being front loaded, he's making if he's making twelve, thirteen million as a forty, forty one year old, they just gave that to Clevenger and Manaya. Speaking of Chris Reed trying to be all about Sean Manaya. But like are you telling me that a forty one year old you Darvish wouldn't be at least as good as Sean Manaya or Clevenger who couldn't even let personal issue stuff aside? Couldn't make it out of the first inning of the playoff game that will live in our brains until we win the World Series this year. <laughs> uh, and like you said, Ben, he's going to age better than all those guys. Like, I look forward to 41-year-old crafty you Darvish pitching if he is at that time. And it's not like an understood as he as he finishes up his career, he walks away regardless of years on the deal. I I want to see him get just filthy with his junk. He 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 has the control to do it, you know, long term. I want to see him get filthy with his junk. Is the out of context uh, <laughs> text pull for tonight's show? <laughs> we'll just uh, we'll go ahead and just leave that there. <laughs> Um, so one of the things that naturally comes up guys is what does this mean for, for Manny? Because we just talked about Monday night, how the Manny Machado contract situation could be way more imminent in terms of necessity than you might understand, given that Manny Machado will report to camp, be there for a handful of days, be gone for almost a month, and then be back for like five days, and then the regular season begins. So if there was a thought of like, go it slow and, you know, handle things in Peoria, that, that really can't happen. But I think it's pretty clear, Chris, that this contract extension 
for the Padres and you, Darvish, has been worked on for a while. This is something that they've been working on over the winter because they're announcing it at this point when he's just starting to get cranked up for his WBC team in Japan. I think that the timing is intentional, and that tells me the negotiating has been happening over the winter. No reason to think something like that couldn't have also been happening. Sure, and as AJ uh, said this week, like this week and the next few weeks are when the team is going to be focused on these extensions and, and some of the more business side of the things. Uh, that aren't the 26 guys that will be playing uh, on opening day. Um, so, yeah, uh, this might just be the opening of a fun few weeks of seeing who the Padres are going to be beyond 2023. Uh, and then we get a few weeks of of nailing down who the, the, two, the 2023 26 guys are. Well, Ben, you know, just kind of maybe closing up our, our little quick roundtable on, on Darvish. Is there is the, what's our downside risk? I mean, we obviously it's it's injury, right? It, it's it's injury. It's catastrophic injury. It's, it's somebody at thirty nine getting hurt and then showing up to spring training the next three seasons to go back on the DL and and collect the money. Um, but short of that. You kind of feel like you're betting on a Hall of Fame horse, huh? Yeah, I mean, the downside is, you know, after he gets hurt, you know, in the next year or two, especially if it's Tommy John, he's out for two years, the recovery is slower. And the next time we see you, he's a, you know, 40-year-old trying to come back from TJ, like, and definitely not pitching up to his contract. But the way you handles himself, there's always a chance, like, there's nothing... There, there's never a way to say that there's a 0% injury chance, but with you, even if his stuff, Darvish, not, yeah, um, even if his stuff does diminish, you're still looking at someone who, worst case, by the time he's 40, 41, is pitching like maybe a back end or the rotation starter instead of a front end. But the fact that he's going to be a Hall of Famer, I, 12 million seems like a, 12, 13 million seems like a bargain for a back of the rotation Hall of Famer. That can, especially by that time, that's when your top prospects like Dylan Lesko and and Robbie Snelling will be coming up to the majors. Perfect mentor. And there's risk in that, yeah. in the injury risk. But the upside of of having this guy on your team who is, like you say, Ben, likely heading to the Hall of Fame. And as I mentioned in the Discord this morning, is this the Padres' first starting pitcher that goes into all with a Padres hat on? Yeah, he would have spent more time with the Padres than any other MLB team if his contract plays out. He's got an incredible resume. He's the best Japanese pitcher of all time. Uh, I think that we see that he has plenty of gas left in the tank. So to to get those major league stats up, and then you had the Japanese one, and I think this is just a slam dunk on the upside for the team, be it on the field, but also just you know, establishing yourself as one of the prestige franchises to play for. You know, I'm just looking through uh, historically long careers, you know, and obviously pitchers like this are incredible. You Darvish between the major leagues, uh, major league baseball and the Japanese major leagues uh, has currently thrown 
2,789 innings in 17 seasons. I mean, he's, right? LeBron's what in his like 20th season in the NBA? Um, so I just look, Greg Maddox, 23 seasons, 5,000 innings, <laughs> right? The Padres saw some of the <laughs> pretty incredible. Padres saw some of the very end of that. You know, at, at age 41 in 2007, Greg Maddox threw 34 starts, 198 innings, 14 wins of 4.14 uh, ERA, 3.58 FIP uh, baseball, uh, a, a pretty decent season, 1.2 whip. Uh, and then at age 42, uh, 153 innings for the Padres uh, in 26 starts of a four. The 3.99 ERA baseball. And I think, I think we'd all agree, Ben, if, if that was happening, I I just compared you Darvish to Greg Maddox, but Hey, I, hall of famers. And I think you Darvish is a hall of famer, um, or, or at least on a hall of fame track. Uh, if you got something like that out of those seasons, this would be one of the great contracts extensions ever. I think it's also the fact that Darvish is not a five inning pitcher. Darvish is one of the few people that, you know, when it goes third time through, you're not worried. And so having someone who you can reliably count to go six, seven innings, even if he goes from being maybe a 2.8 ERA type of pitcher to someone that's closer to four, maybe even a tick over like Maddox was with us in those seasons, with the offense that we already have locked up, if he's going six, seven innings every start, that's still a super valuable pitcher, even if, he, if, he, even if he's diminished a little bit. And and it does get me thinking about what ifs, because when you talk about career longevity, guys, I mean, I'm sure th- there should be like two names that come to mind, right? Yeah. Nolan Ryan, the greatest power yeah. pitcher of all time. Uh, and Jamie Moyer. <laughs> who different type of pitcher. <laughs> was the different type of pitcher, but was like the most effective old pitcher. Yeah. Uh, right? He He pitched fairly effectively all the way through his 40s, all the way through his 40s. At age 40, Jamie Moyer was a 21-game winner and an all-star and fifth in the league in Cy Young voting and pitched 215 innings. And then proceeding forward, age 41, 202 innings, 200 innings at age 42, 211 at age 43, uh, 160 at age uh, no, that pardon me, that was broken up. At age forty-four, one ninety-nine. At age forty-five, oh one ninety-six. <laughs> it wasn't until age forty-six that he had a four-nine-four ERA in a hundred and sixty-two innings, still making thirty starts, and he didn't hang it up until a year later. He wound up with four thousand seventy-four innings. But the one thing that I would compare those two is crafty. Mm-hmm. Right, Jamie Moyer didn't have the fastball, but but you Darvish doesn't have the blowaway fastball that exists in Major League Baseball anymore. But he has eleven pitches. He's crafty, and a pitcher who's crafty can continue to hone and refine his craft. And as long as he physically wants to do it and can do it, he might be effective into his forties. It, it says something about the insane velocity Major League Baseball pitchers are throwing with these days that. You Darvish, who hits 97, <laughs> you know, on the craftier end of the spectrum. Um, he, I agree. You know, like, he is. You know, that's what I mean. You're completely right. 
I think he compares really well to Justin Verlander. Verlander has 300 more innings than you Darvish does right now. You know, you, you combined, uh, he still pumps velocity, but not quite what he once did. It, it, the difference is, is exceptional control and, you know, just Jedi master like composure on the mound. And we saw that last year out of you Darvish. I saw him win a game against Clayton Kershaw, you know, in the playoffs. The, the the deal is incredible. I mean, even if you get two-thirds of the years out of him, uh, paying him for every year, and then if he walks away, you know, after winning four consecutive World Series titles, uh, we're happy with that, too. <laughs> but Craig, I think uh, you ben. asked in the beginning what this yeah. has to do with Manny. And yeah. for me, I, I think it tells Manny that the Padres are willing to go into the age 40, 41 season between Bogarts and now you like it's when Manny's looking at the contracts, he's like, Hey, let's not do just 10, you know, 10, 300 again. You know, maybe the Padres are looking to save a couple for the tax reasons uh, or because as of right now, it looks like they're still four and a half above, but if they restructure his deal and they go into the age of 41, 42 season where he's making, just a few million less per year. It can be front loaded again, um, but he's making three hundred and fifty million over you know a twelve year contract. I I I think that's a that's a great starting point for Manny. Like maybe he's not worth thirty million a year when he's forty one and he has to move to first base. But I think if it keeps Manny here long term, like we're we're focused on the next couple of years and what happens seven eight years from now will happen seven eight years from now. Right. And, you know, I, 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 it's perfect transition, Ben. That's literally where I was going to go with you because <laughs> it's, it's the last thing, right? Is like, how, how does this impact what's happening right now? And for me, the, if I'm AJ Preller, the question for me is, does Manny Machado want to be a major league baseball player at age 42? You know, like, never mind, is that physically possible? Right. Manny's durable. He could become a DH long-term. You know, we see the kind of miserable end of Miguel Cabrera's career, but still, you know, in there, getting hits and and occasionally home runs and et cetera. Um, Do you really want to go that long? Because the way AJ's stretching right now, I would not be surprised if they gave him a 13-year contract and said, here, Manny, till your age 44 season, you know, it, you've got guaranteed major league money. Uh, and that way we keep the AAV low enough that we can still take a legitimate swing at Soto or someone else, uh, Soto or Otani, you know, uh, in, in the next offseason. I, I really feel like this play, which which I think is important to note because there's been some conflict reporting on this. Uh, I, I'd like to see if we've got this straight. This was a contract extension. This is not a new contract. So I believe the total value of the now 11-year contract, uh, we are extending the Cubs contract uh, uh, here, uh, applies for the AAV. So it doesn't go down $3 million a year. I think it goes down over a million a year, down to like 19-point-something million. Uh, ben, do you, are, am I right about that? Um. I believe it is a brand new deal. That is what I, the reporting I've seen. 
um, that they're essentially restructuring this year and then adding on five. But because it's a new deal, it counts as um, new and average annual value at AAV for the tax purposes. Um, so I don't believe, at least everything that I've seen, has not shown that the money he was making with the Cubs in the previous six-year deal is part of his new AAV. Okay, I saw some of that on the interwebs today. So, right, but that's we'll just what out. I what I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> it'll change when the full contract gets announced, and we'll find everything out. I would assume that it's a completely new deal. Those years are played; they're gone. And it's it's for this year and the next five. I and if so, you have taken Darvish down to an eighteen million dollar a year and average. You know, it's the same thing we talked about. Uh, John and I when Bogart signed, right? Like you look at the contract and you go, "Oh my god!" And then you go, "Well, twenty five. You know, twenty five is not bad. We were we were swallowing twenty one for <laughs> Myers." <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> so 20, 25 for a guy like Xander Bogarts with his accomplishment and his drive uh is, is good but that's the key you've got to find players who are intrigued in continuing their careers into their late 30s and 40s you got to find these Tom Brady types you know guys who want to be fit and 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 want every single off season to continue their regiment in, in, in order to be in peak physical shape because they know each year they're fighting against Father Time. Like, you have to have that elite Hall of Fame mentality. And so while I loved bets on guys like Tatis and Manny to get to 36, you know, th those last five years to get to 41 or beyond, I mean, that's... A lot of guys are gone. A lot, a lot of guys are gone uh, by, by that point in their career. So it does kind of feel right now like, uh, what's that old phrase? Uh, something uh, Peter to pay, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, it kind of feels like there's a check due uh, and there's a, there's a potential, like I said, there's a long tail to your risk, but you, you're, you're always associating risk. But now you're saying like your risk just goes on and on and on uh, in terms of something catastrophic happens to any of these players. Nonetheless, I think it's going to happen, guys. I, I think with this Darvish deal, I wouldn't be stunned if you got a, a Manny deal soon. Uh, your lips to God's ears. Right? It's not, it's not a different part. That's, I got that saying right? Okay. Yeah, you did. Yes. We assume God has ears as opposed to just being like some omniscient being. No, he's really got physically ears. He's got physical ears. Or, or they. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. just say they've he, got... she, they. Like, we're, if we've got them, going they've got them. That's we don't all know. I'm saying. Otherwise, they're kind of silly. Uh, our patrons have an opportunity to come up to the stage uh, and ask questions or offer comment. Uh, one of our great patrons who joined us uh, at the Christmas party and at various watch parties is Hasung is Life. We welcome you back to the stage, sir, on Group Therapy. How are you? Hello, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I've been posting about uh, wanting a Hasung <laughs> Kim extension, uh, which is a little bit in jest, but a little bit serious, I think. You know, he doesn't need one of those $300 million psycho deals that Manny and them got, but I think just get him his $100 million, uh, five years, $100 million. I mean, hell, you were willing to pay Bill Myers that kind of money. Why not Hassan Kim at his age? 
but I di- I digress. Uh, I think um, on on you, Darvish. I think maybe we're jumping the gun on a little bit on thinking this might be a bad deal pushing him to age forty two. I think you know technology and nutrition and science only gets better. We haven't seen you know it get worse in our lifetimes. So I think by the time he reaches that age, hopefully. Uh, he'll still be effective. Uh, you know, injuries can happen at any time for any reason, obviously, but let's not just uh, immediately dismiss the idea of him being effective at that age uh, six years from now. Uh, who knows where science will be then? Uh, but uh, that's pretty much it. And I think uh, your point is right on uh, lining up uh, guys like you and Joe. Uh, I think that sends a message to Manny that this isn't like you know, we're, we're uh, spending beyond our means here. Like yeah, Seidler's got a plan. That's it. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Hasung is life. Always great stuff. Back to the trolley for you, my friend. <laughs> if, if you're not part of our discord, by the way, uh, this is a mid podcast ad, uh, patreon.com slash Padres hot tub. Uh, you, if you're not a member of our discord, you miss Hasung is life's, kind of periodic uh diary style updates from the trolley and it's it's slice of life you know in the in the in the most uh, true way i absolutely love uh our cont- contributions chris from Hasung uh, very life. much so he hadn't put his terms that he was suggesting Hasung's extension be at otherwise there might have been more um fervent discussion but he's one of the many, uh, you know, members of our Discord that I've come to just enjoy seeing where they're at on a day-to-day basis. There's a wealth of information uh, on there. Great, I hope you guys. Um, and uh, well. you know, he's when I, definitely when I saw one of the deal, notable characters. I was characters. like six years for a 36-year-old pitcher. I don't know uh, we've about got a bunch that, too, and Ben, I'm going to invite to the stage uh, now. Uh, another prolific user and, and deeply respected either. Cloud Surfer that is joining us here on Group Therapy today. Cloud Surfer, what's on your mind, friend? How are you? Rotation is screwed. So. I don't really have a question. Just thought that, you know, Padres had to do this. There, there really wasn't a choice. And it was a great. Good stuff, Cloud Surfer. I appreciate it, man. And uh, your mic was a little low. I'll boost that up on the edit uh, for everybody who is listening afterwards. But, you know, I saw a a tweet from one of the national baseball types, Ben. Taiwan Walker's average annual value is $18 million. You know, (laughs) at least in the short term, the Padres are kind of gangbusters on this deal. Yeah, it's... No matter how you slice it, I think it's going to end up being a good deal. And it at least gives us two pitchers that we know will be there next year. Um, and it's one less worry that we'll have, especially those people who are already thinking about 2024 before 2023 even happens. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh, I can't imagine who that might be. Uh, we've got, got another uh, full uh, person in our Discord with their hand up, and I'm going to invite Sully up to the stage uh, here on Group Therapy. Uh, Sully, welcome to the show. Kitty! Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. How are you guys? Uh, we're great. Thanks for coming on, man. We can hear you loud and clear now. Awesome. All right, cool. So uh, I'm from uh, Anaheim. So obviously, I have a question about the great show. Hey, I saw a little comment discussion in the Discord about possibly getting Shohei. So I wanted to ask you guys if you feel if part of the motivation to get this extension with you had anything to do with Otani. Maybe... I know it sounds crazy, possibly maybe a trade at the deadline, because obviously money might be an issue for him and his potential contract. But if we know anything about Artie Moreno, it's he loves to kill that franchise. <laughs> and I would love to be the team that does that for that team. Sully, incredible question, man, because uh, and, and I really appreciate it because this was kind of like the last thing on my, my box to tick before we got to the minor leagues. It's kind of emergency you Darvish discussion. Shohei Otani in his own words, Ben grew up idolizing you Darvish and was you Darvish was his favorite pitcher and considers him a mentor. And now he knows, you know, kind of date certain where you Darvish is going to be for the rest of his career. Padres were already at least going to be interested in Otani. Do you think this has any negligible effect beyond what we know the dollars and cents of it are going to be. I mean, sure. Everyone, I, I think there's, you're going to have the Mets, Dodgers, Angels, Padres, I'll offer him similar money values, right? Somewhere in that $400 million range, depending on the number of years, probably 35 to 40 average, well, probably 40, 45 average annual value. But, you know, what could, how could the Padres stand out amongst the other ones? And the easy way is just by having his hero pitch for them. Like the opportunity to play with your hero, it's something that very few people get to do. And so from the Padres' perspective, maybe that's what pushes their, their you know, offer over the top, even if it's not the most money. Because I don't think Shohei, in the end, cares. The, the difference between $44 million a year and $45 million a year won't make that big of a difference. It's when, what type of environment does he want to play in? Uh, I and Chris, no, please uh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to uh, set you up by saying, like, when when I think about this now, 
if you even consider a courtship of Otani, there's certain things we also have to kind of mark up on the board. Like Blake Snell is gone, right? I mean, like where where's the room for Blake Snell uh, in, in all of this? Who's going to be looking for a raisin for his big contract? He's he's kind of like got to be gone. You can't have Otani and Soto. It it doesn't seem like you could have all of this Manny extended Otani and Soto and have <laughs> anyone else on the team. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, at some point, you know, we're not the Golden State Warriors, right? But if if there was some version of the universe by which Shohei Otani was a deadline acquisition or came to this team, um, I I don't know. I think I would actually go over the moon. I, w- I would probably be willing to do whatever the Padres asked of me. Our producer, Rafi Cantor, is-, is up on the stage as well. What's up, Rafi? Hey, Craig. Uh, good to talk to you for the first time today. Definitely didn't talk earlier today. How are you doing? I'm great. It's wonderful <laughs> to know that you had a day that didn't involve me, but now does. Yes, that's a- that is correct. Uh, anyway, happy to be here. Hi, Chris. Hi, Ben. Um, I am very excited to be talking to you about you, Darvish, and I have a prospect-related question for Ben, but I wanted to to just jump on a couple things that I hadn't heard discussed yet about the Darvish deal. Uh, the first, like, you know, we I think you guys mentioned that it's front-loaded, and uh, I, I love that not only for Peter Seidler from a business standpoint, because we have a, a known quantity of money that's coming in this year. You know, they're, they're capping season tickets. This is going to be a gangbusters year financially for the organization. And so I like that Peter's willing to to take the swing and and pay $30 million up front when he didn't have to. Uh, and because he know he has the cash flow coming in now, which like, I'd like to think this is the, you know, the opening of a window that's going to last a decade and, you know, a, a thousand year uh, empire for the Padres and everything like that. But uh, it... Um, it might not be. And we have the money now, and that's great. The other thing, the other reason I think it's very important, I think by the end of the deal, it's $11, $12 million, is that um, in the new collective bargaining agreement, if someone is traded, their CBT value resets. Uh, if you remember when we traded Eric Hosmer, uh, instead of it being a, I think, 16 or $17 million hit to the Red Sox, uh, as it had been for us for, for multiple years, it became a $13 million hit. Uh, that we had to cover because he uh, ha- his deal was also front loaded, and I hate you know we were talking about the variance of the uh, uh, you know all the scenarios that could play out in this deal uh, in the in the bad scenario where you have to dump him uh, it actually becomes less costly and there's a financial hedge essentially for not dumping him so. Uh, I thought that that was something that was like, you know, again, we're talking about these like super long deals and are is AJ Preller and Peter Seidler, are they hacking this new system? Like, I don't know. This is kind of a perk. So I have something to ask Ben later, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I think it's an un- like it's it's definitely a, a way that they can do it. And I saw that posted about like if they were to trade you in a couple of years. You know, they're only taking the new team's only taking a twelve million dollar tax hit. So it's it's gonna look more it's gonna be easier to dump him, you know, worst case scenario than if it was eighteen million a year. So that extra six million might be the difference of a new prospect, a better prospect might be the difference of something, you know, if worst case scenario and Padres are trying to shed salary. I like that. Kind of a, a built in back door just in case. Uh in this Seemingly otherwise, uh, you know, 
dangerous commitment contact uh, uh, contract. Rafi, what's uh, your prospect question? We haven't really done the, <laughs> as you saw in the, in the uh, name of this, it's like, hey, we have been on to talk. Oh, wait, hang on a second. You, you Darvish got signed. We're going to talk about that. Uh, what was your prospect question for Ben Rafi? So uh, I am a member of an elite group. Uh, it is known as the Waldron Cauldron, and it is the people who are fans of Matt Waldron, the knuckleball pitcher, who's been in our farm system forever. Uh, I think John Prakota and AC Apologist are also a member of the Waldron Cauldron, a uh, name that has existed for a long time. And uh, I was looking at his stats in 2022 when he played in El Paso, and they are, uh, for to be generous, dog shit. Um, he had an 8.44 ERA with a 6.08 FIP. Uh, and I wanted to talk uh, with Ben about, uh, you know, is the Waldron Cauldron, are, are we a, a doomed uh, a group of few but proud? Or uh, is there some hope for us to see Matt Waldron playing in a Pauldron, Padres uniform at some point in the future? I wouldn't say doomed, but you are not wrong with his how it wasn't just. Um, his stats, he really did look that bad, um, which is unfortunate. Be, but he picked up the the knuckleball just, you know, in 2021 as like an experiment. And you could tell through 2021 and into last year, he was still trying to fine tune it and get it. Um, and it's it's all a process. And like we saw with R.A. Dickey, you can, you can be a great knuckleballer and then the next year just completely go away. So it would not surprise me too much if Waldron came out and, you know, the knuckleball was unhittable or if he returns and has another eight plus ERA in El Paso. Like, and it wasn't just, it wasn't just walks. I think he hit nine batters. Like he was hitting almost a batter every three innings. And it it was, yeah, he, and unfortunately it wasn't just that backdoor slider of Adams. It was a knuckleball going up there on 80 miles an hour that the hitter just stood there and said, thanks and walked to first. Um, so it's, it's definitely Waldron would be a great opener. If we could have a knuckleball specialist, you know, come in fool the top three hitters and then sit down. Um, but his stats were not good. And he just looked it. I think the, the thin air of El Paso kind of messed with it and he couldn't figure out how to get past that. And hopefully, you know, it's a learning experience and it's something he can fine tune in the off season. But we'll see how he looks in spring training. We got just a little under 20 minutes left in the show and a couple more people have their hands raised and, and we're going to get to everybody. But we've also got some great questions, guys, yeah. uh, in our group therapy chat room for folks who couldn't make the show. Uh, and there's one I really wanted to get into you with you, Ben, as well, to continue the Darvish discussion because you, Darvish... Uh, was a trade for A.J. Preller. And he gave up Zach Davies, who we know hasn't gone on to do any great things, uh, Reginald Preciado, Owen Casey, Ismael Mena, and Yason Santana. Uh, right now, uh, Casey, or I don't know if it's Cassie, I think it's Casey, uh, Casey. is number is number <laughs> 10 on the Cubs' top prospect list. You know, top 10, but number... 10 now darvish is not just a rental he's a rest of his career uh acquisition for the padres at a decent price uh what what's your thought on now where the padres stand in in terms of that trade and what they gave up 
Well, I think a lot of it is whenever you take these flyers on guys who have yet to play stateside, no matter how talented they are, it's a big, it, it's, there's a big variance as far as outcomes are concerned. Like we can hopefully talk about Ethan Salas in a few minutes. And, you know, you have all the makeup of someone who could be an extremely good all-star level player, but 16-year-olds, like, <laughs> I teach 16-year-olds. They, they can be extremely smart, and they can also be extremely, they had better days. Like, I'll, I'll say that. Um, and, you know, we see this variance. And so when you get, when you trade for, which the Cubs did, the Cubs took these, took some really good players that were all 17, 18. Um, like, I don't think we, I, we were all really high in Preciado and Mena, but they hadn't made their state side debut. And so looking at that, it's, you know, you traded two for two guys who haven't really played and you could get Tatis. You could also get players that can't make it out of a ball. And that's kind of what we, what we saw, like, as far as like how they looked, both of them kind of looked overmatched, um, playing in low a this past season. And that's why they kind of fell off. That doesn't mean that they can't rebound and become an all-star. I mean, they also sometimes so sometimes those trades worked really well. Other times we traded a a hurt pitcher and Max Freed for Justin Upton. And, you know, he had barely pitched an A-ball, and you know, seven, eight years later, he's now a Cy Young semifinalist. And I think all all of us would rather have Max Freed than whatever Justin Upton was for that season that Preller was a rock star or something. Um, right. So I mean, we we see trades work out both ways. I I love it, and and for the folks in our live audience, obviously we're transitioning a little bit into adding in the prospect conversation. So if you have a, a minor leagues prospect uh, question for Madfire Ben from Madfires dot com, uh, go ahead and fire it in. Uh, Dean had his hand up, and we welcome not the British Dean, but the other Dean, our good friend Dean. Welcome to the show, Dean. Hello there. Um, knuckleballers you can't learn a knuckleball at 21 i mean that just you've just you've given up you've given up on life at that age that's that's something you you sell to the tigers um that's something you sell to the rockies when you have no hope of winning you know before the spring trains even start well we got this young knuckleballer he's confused guys left and right that's a pitch you learn at age 37 when you've already kind of had a cup of coffee, uh, you've had some things work, it didn't work, and then this last ditch effort at 37, and you tried the knuckleball. Uh, that's that's when it's sexy. That's when it's cool. But you can't trust it. You're saying next year for you, next year you Darvish knuckleballer, and no, then he pitches until five, he's 50. That that would have been five years for me. Yeah. Uh, oh oh, for you, for you, not yeah. as in referring to me, but you as in referring to Darvish. Yeah, that that would be perfectly acceptable. You know that that is that is the time. Um, I think there's a law. Uh, you might want to check the uh, um, I don't know the rule books, uh, the official handbook of, of Major League Baseball. But I think there is some sort of rule there. That's a solid question for it, Ben. Dean. What Dean. else are you? What else are you thinking about? <laughs> I yeah. mean, you're you're not wrong though, Dean. Waldron picked up the knuckleball when he was 24. Um, hey, he's 26 right now, so he's not a he's not necessarily the springiest of chickens. Um, no, he's on he's which, on the path to being old. He's on the path to becoming our next hitting coach. That's what's happening. 
No, but when when your fastball <laughs> tops out, his fastball is topping out at eighty seven, and you know when you're getting hit around a little bit as a twenty four year old in low A with your fastball sitting at eighty seven, it's what can I do, right? That, and there's that, knuckle. Yeah, yeah. That means it's time to start looking at jobs as as a player agent. Um. <laughs> But anyways, I digress. Uh, I wanted to talk about you, as in Darvish. Um, and it's really exciting. I've always appreciated uh, the older ball player, the uh, the guy who's you know playing into the forties. You know that to me was kind of the essence of baseball. That you you know growing up, whether it be a Nolan Ryan, you know, or, or Tony Gwynn. I mean, you, the list goes on, really. Um, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But I would say about 2016, I'm going to kind of ballpark it, I, I, I guess, around the time of like Padres hot tub starting up. You know, it just seemed like there was this kind of total cultural shift away from the older player. Uh, why give the big money to older players? when the younger players are producing the more the younger players are producing more value uh at you know at a cheaper price and right. uh, and then you know for four or five years just recently all of a sudden you couldn't find a player past 36 37 except for people who had these albatross contracts uh Pujols and Cabrera and people like that so where does uh this where does the shift come back all of a sudden in full force uh is it is it totally related to the CBT? Um, is it yes. purely yeah? Is it purely just about uh, knowing that you're not going to be getting value out of the player, but you can stretch out the dollar? Yeah, I think that's exactly it, Dean. It's it's as simple as and, and keep in mind who these deals are for, right? It's a specific subset of players that are getting these options. You know, Trey Turner is getting the option to have a contract like this and Bryce Harper and Xander Bogarts, uh, you know, and now you Darvish and maybe Manny Machado, but it's not the average player. The average player is not going to get a chance to get paid at age 35 and beyond, or maybe age 31 and beyond. But the guys who have this established level of both talent production and value, uh, in the market, I think it becomes a pure CBT manipulation exercise to stretch these contracts in order to fit more contracts uh, under the CBT uh, before the rules change uh, somewhere down down the road. Good stuff, Dean. Uh, I want to get some more stuff with with Ben uh, talking about Matt Fries. And first, just a, a point of entry for folks in our Discord who may not know like what you guys do over the course of the season to help cover the Padres minor leagues led by, of course, the great John Conniff, uh, but, but David, you know, yourself, your crew, tell, tell everyone what you guys do from spring training till the end of the minor league season. Yeah, sure. So our, our job is that we, we all have regular jobs. So we're not, we're not paid scouts. We're not, you know, 
we are we are people who not only go um, just appreciate minor league ball, but we go out and interview players. We go out and talk to coaches. We talk to you know the Jim Callises and the Matt Eddies of the world and see like what are scouts' opinions of the Padres? How are they looking? We want to see that face to face because we find out that like most of us know, there's a lot that we can see on TV, and there's even more that we can get when we're actually up close, when we actually talk to them, when we actually see how they're going about. And, you know, we do our best to bring all that information to you. Um, and, you know, our, we try not to give our opinions on players too much as much as we are just trying to say, hey, here's what's happening. Here's how they're looking. Here's what the coach is saying about them. Um, because we're trying to be unbiased <laughs> about them. Like, we obviously want all of them to be successful, but we also want you to have an informed decision and not just love every single prospect, but understand that when someone's struggling and working through something that, you know, it's, it's something that they do. Um, and we do it all for $5 a month, um, you know, essentially what you do here. But our goal is to bring the minor leagues, to bring players, to bring um, the, that sort of stuff to the average fan base. Um, and we go out to El Paso, San Antonio, Peoria, everywhere, every year. We talk to players and we, we get to have a decent rapport. And we also follow along and we can tell you about the 16-year-old that, has, that lit up the DSL last year that someone in group therapy asked the question of. Please, please, please do answer that question because I want to make sure we get to it before uh, the, the end of the year because we traded James Wood and now we S to our Swero. I do love this nature of AJ in the minor leagues. There's always this other guy you've never heard of. This one's S to our Swero. Who is he? No, he's he was they the Padres signed this I'm not gonna say giant of a kid, but you know, they they signed this six five, sixteen year old who was hitting who was playing center field and they they put him in the DSL and while he didn't have the greatest year because he wasn't, you know, one of the top top thirty international free agents, he also had a pretty respectful year and given his size and you can actually you can look at him and say, oh wow, when he fills out because right now he's six five one sixty, something that you know most of us wish we could. That's some comic see something else like scale. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Just like a six five and one sixty, um, but they but you know when you think okay, well when he develops muscle, when he starts to you know fill, finish building up his body, if he continues what he's doing now then he could be very similar to James Wood or those big time players in the next couple of years. But he could also be, you know, someone who barely makes it out of Peoria. Um, and that's the gamble. So, I mean, we have, the Padres have hit gold with people like Patino, who they gave, you know, $20,000 and a handshake to. And sometimes it doesn't work out like Louis Almanzar, who they gave a couple of million to, who I don't think he's going to ever make it out of high A. That's a name I haven't heard in a long, long time. Yeah, Ben, <laughs> Chris, I you had a question for Ben so too. I know anybody who has paid any attention to the Padres, including Colorado Rockies owner Dick Monfort, knows that we might be looking for a starting pitcher, um, if not before the season, during the season, sometime. Um, and how that deal probably will shape out probably won't be like uh, Corbin Burns. We'd really like it to be. I, but I kind of expect it to be a, a lower guy, you know, a type of person that you'd send uh, two or three 10 to top 30 prospects for in their in their last year before free agencies. Are there any uh, of the 10 to 30 guys 
that if you saw their name in a trade for, you know, a, a Brad Keller or a Mitch Keller or somebody like that, that it would legit bum you out. I, I think the thing that would bum me out is that most of our system is ranked, you know, in the mid 20, like we're one of the lower systems. And that's because a lot of the prospects that we have right now are in a ball. They're going to make their debut this year. They're going to be in low A, high A type of thing. And so the variability on these guys is pretty high. And so like I was saying just earlier, it would bum me out if they became, you know, the next Tatis. Or, you know, not yeah, that Max everyone's Tatis, but if they became a major league yeah. pitcher. Right, Max Free type of thing. Um, and so I would, but like the reason why they're ranked so low is usually because of is usually because of age and how they are. But if so if it's were to give us just a decent starter, then I, I think Jay Groom is gonna surprise a lot of people in spring training and be and end up being the Padres number five starter. I do too. But if it's for a Corbin Burns I mean, there's there's not much that I w- that I'd be too worried about sure, giving up for Jordan sure. Burns. Like there's a there's a different level here when we're yeah. talking about level of prospects. Um, so I think a year from now we'll see a we'll see the Padre ranking go up, provided we keep the players. Because once they start producing, like Jackson Merrill, amazing prospect, but he hasn't done anything above low A. If he produces next year in Fort Wayne and High A or even in San Antonio, you're going to see him be a top 10 prospect. He's going to be way more valuable, way more coveted, and the Padres can actually get a lot more for him if they decide to trade him. So, like, if the Padres package Josh Mears and Eric Hawkins and, you know, some other guy in the top 30 away for a, you know, a late rotation death piece, you're not going to be too bummed out about that? No, I mean, I I love watching Mears play. If if any of you guys ha- haven't seen him, he hits a ridiculous 470-foot home run um, for the Padres in spring training, I believe, in 2022, 2021. Um, this, like, giant moonshot. But he <laughs> struck out 48% of his at-bats. Like, he, he is literally the definition of all or nothing. And somehow in San Antonio last year, he had almost a 500 slug, but hit 180 and struck out in almost 50% of his at-bats. So, I mean, from that standpoint, like, I wouldn't miss him. <laughs> but he's also someone that's kind of fun to watch. Like, Willie yeah. Homer, like Homer or strikeout? Here we go. Here we go. No whammies. Like, no. But if it makes the Padres better now, like, we do what we got to do. Like, we understand um, it. At this point, though, like, I just one more follow up on Merrill. He's he's a kid that you know I see his swing and I get excited. You know, he's he's got that compact, fast, left-handed, all fields, all angles type swing, and it makes me think about he's kind of like the ultimate insurance policy for this team, right? Like they're hoping to extend Manny Machado. They 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 want to maybe keep a Haas on him, but. If you have a guy like Merrill, you do have that opportunity at least to have one transition piece, whether it's a Cronenworth, a Kim, not everyone's going to get locked up until they're 40 years old. Right. And no offense to our, our dear friend Hassan, <laughs> um, but there's a reason you, you have you have Kim that has two years left on his deal and Merrill's probably two years away from being yeah. in San Diego or being up to the majors. So could you see, you could see a scenario very well where if Merrill continues on his trajectory, Padres hold on to him and then slot him in as 
Kim, maybe hopefully Kim plays up to his project or his contract and he gets a 20 million year contract somewhere else. But if he can, if Merrill can come in and do the same job, that saves the Padres 20 million that they could spend on a Soto extension or an Otani extent, like Otani deal or something. Because remember, Soto's going to hit free agency in two years, which would be the exact time that Merrill is up. So that's some money that the Padres could be using to give to Soto or give to someone else in that scenario. Incredible stuff, guys. We're at the end of the show. Uh, so what I want to do is say if we've got still a great crowd assembled, if anyone wants to ask a question uh, to Ben or have it fire off a Darvish take, now's the time to raise your hand. It's kind of the now or never uh, moment of the show uh, where you, I still will let someone in. Uh, and but and there he is. My man Hassan is life. I know he's got a Darvish take uh, th- that he wanted uh, to to get off. It might be Otani related. Hassan is life. My man, you, you always have a return ticket, man. Oh no, HSL. What happened? <laughs> Where are you, HSL? Our king needs to hear from you. You got it. Oh no! His Instagram. Uh, he got an Instagram alert that Hasung uh, Kim just posted oh, another uh, story. Yeah, so we found out the location of where his workout is, and now, now there might be boys with binoculars. <laughs> um, on that creepy <laughs> note, um, <laughs> that, so Ben, uh, madfriars.com, right? Everyone can go there. Five bucks, check everything out, and and really support your guys. I I, I love the fact that you guys get out there, you, you know, uh, boots on the ground, so to speak. You're seeing things in person. You're developing those connections, uh, and that's and it's always been such a, a fruitless venture for so many years. The Kevin Towers years to to cover the minor leagues for the San Diego Padres, but now it's so uh, so interesting. But that's the best way for everyone to interact with what you guys are doing, right? Yeah, I, I think so, and. Um, it's, it's another way to support local, you know, support your, your stuff. And we, we're not in it to make money. We're not trying to, to do anything. Our goal is to use, we use that money to pay for plane tickets, to pay for our ability to go see all these guys. And, you know, for our, for our subscribers, if you have a question you want to ask, you know, Ethan Salas or, you know, any of these players, let us know. And the next time John or David or myself or Kevin, we're in that area, we make sure to ask it. And, you know, we, we're there to help. To, to help get you guys more educated on our on our farm system as well as just you know kind of who doesn't love baseball and you know i'm a new subscriber ben i really think what you guys are doing is excellent um you can always learn more about the next generation especially if you're like me and into baseball cards any edge is is appreciated and you guys do great work no thank you all right, guys, that's going to bring an end to tonight's group therapy. Want to say thanks to everybody who joined us. We had a great crowd that uh, stayed with us uh, for the entire hour here, recording live on our uh, Patreon Discord. Uh, for everyone who's listening on the free feed, come join us live for the next show. And keep in mind that when we get into the regular season, we do uh, fairly regular post-game shows uh, live here as well, only on our Discord. So uh, join in, patreon.com slash Padres Hot Tub, madfriars.com. Uh, add that up, you get to 10 bucks, and uh, that's like <laughs> the cost of a burger. Yeah. <laughs> it's in a lot of places. 
these days, which is ridiculous unto itself, but a completely different story. Chris, have yourself a great weekend, my friend, uh, unless like a Manny Machado extension drops, in which case... Dude, uh, you your know, lips for another to show. God's face. Um, it's been a pleasure. Go Sockers. <laughs> Go Sockers. We need a win Saturday. All my hopes and dreams of an undefeated season were crushed. And Ben, thanks for hanging out with us this hour, man. And uh, you know, I think of you as more than just prospect guy. Ben, you're you know, you're a big part of our Discord. You're a big part of these shows. So thank you so much, man, for uh, taking time with us here tonight. Yeah, thank you, Craig. And that cost of the burger is how we're gonna get to six five one sixty. For Ben, for Chris, I'm Craig. Thanks for every to everyone uh, for listening to tonight's group therapy. Have a great weekend. Go. Padres.